Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight we have Allison Coe on. And for those who don't know, she is a QHHT and BQH practitioner, which is quantum healing hypnosis therapy and beyond quantum healing therapy. She produces videos on YouTube, uh, basically relaying information that she receives during her sessions. And she was a big part of my awakening. Uh, your videos were just the information coming through resonated, I think, with so many other people. And uh, you have a lot of stuff that people need to hear. So thank you for doing what you're doing and welcome to the show. Yay. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, and so tomorrow is Aaron's birthday, by the way. So oh, we'll give Aaron a shout out. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. Please Wait, are you an Aquarius? Yes. You are? Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Why are you two? <laughs> no, no, wow. I just uh, was married to one for about 15 years. And wow. I could see that being very suitable, though, for, for what you do, you know, interviewing people. It's like just being interested in all, all this phenomenal information that's available to you everywhere. It's the curiosity and the exploration. Yeah, yeah, we get the intellectual reputation. Yeah. Sure, sure. So when you... Uh, when I was going through my initial awakening, I came across your videos, I don't think by chance, and it really was some amazing stuff. It blew my mind. I hadn't even heard of half of it. I didn't even know what QHHT was. It was so new to me back then. And wow, you know, just it's we've been on a quite a ride for a couple of years now. And I'm sure the information that you get has changed your life, too. So I don't know if you just wanted to touch on, you know, from the start till now, like what and how has this transformed where you even are right now in your journey? Well, yeah, I mean, this information is absolutely incredible, you know, and um, you know, I have to keep myself at a certain level in order to attract the, the clients who are going to share this information with me, who feel safe with me and everything. So that, that takes, that requires me to be completely clean in my life, you know, barring the odd, you know, whiskey and cigarette or whatever <laughs> but you know in the, ultimately I have to be really clean in my thoughts and my vibration and meditate and all this stuff to, to attract this clientele to me 
because they'll be able to smell that coming from a mile away. They won't resonate with me if I'm not at a certain level. And so it really, you know, was an impetus to keep myself at a high vibration and make sure I was clean. So what that entails is like not being, we talked about this earlier, not being on social media, not being, you know, constantly being on the internet. I don't read any news. I don't go on YouTube. You know, I may, I may put, put uh, shows out every once in a while, but I don't go on there. Like I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. And um, that means that what I take in is only from my own meditations, my own, my own knowledge, my own access to the higher self or what I witness in these sessions. And so it keeps me clean. It, It doesn't sully the waters with all this outside information. I don't have a preconceived idea of what, you know, they should be saying or shouldn't be saying, or, oh, I heard something totally different on YouTube. Therefore, you know, you can't be right. And it, it really holds space for people to, for their sessions to, to flow out naturally. So that's kind of how they've, how they've evolved or how I've had to evolve in order to attract a certain clientele. But the information has evolved. You know, it's like they, I got all this information to lay a basis of, of knowledge at one stage. And then, and then another, you know, maybe the next six months, I get a whole other piece of information and all these sessions that back it up to, to start building upon that knowledge, theme after theme after theme. And, um, it wasn't until last year that I realized they're not all separate things. You know, all of these themes, they actually stack on top of each other, trying to go on the same page of, of understanding what's really going on you know, with us as a human species right now, with the world, with why we're feeling this way, what we're doing, where we're going, you know, why we're all being contacted, why we're all waking up. Fascinating information. But it all starts with, you know, internally helping people, helping people just deal with life, you know, and be a good person and eat the right food. You would be amazed at how simple it starts, you know, all this information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing. It's amazing that you're able to come up with that kind of conclusion about what is going on in the world without researching it, because, because it's on point. It's, it, it lines up, it corroborates with everything that's actually happening. And that's why it people, really does. That, yeah. That's why people are drawn to you, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. Cause I, I have no idea if it's going, the information that I put out there, when I put it out, I have no idea if it's actually going to, hit anybody's receptor sites, if you will, and like give them the piece that they need right when they need it. I have no idea. I mean, I know, but I don't know. No, (laughs) I don't know based on any outside material. So it's kind of like a crapshoot. Like I get this knowing an internal knowing it's time. Oh girl, it's time. You can't put it off. You better better hunker down and put out a video. It's time. They need to hear it. Or I'll hear something and be like, that's the one that's the one I need to put out because I know that it has nuggets that'll help people, but I don't know based on what's going on in the world. You know, I don't know based on what's, what trends are flowing through YouTube or social media. I don't know because of that. So it, it, it is kind of powerful to be an extra piece that people need right when they need it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's all to my clients, by the way, that's not me. That's my clients for, you know, agreeing coming to see me in the first place trying to work on themselves and then agreeing that yeah you can you can kind of air my dirty laundry or put it out there you know and that's really special yeah it is yeah and by the way i love how you uh when you read your sessions that uh you transcribe them i like how you play two characters 
Did you change your voice? <laughs> uh, no, it's, yes. it's great. Yes, it's it's <laughs> oh my God, thank you. Thank you. I have zero patience for uh, editing. I don't, I wouldn't even know how to do it anyway. So it's all like, okay, if I'm going to start, I'm going to close the door, tell my daughter to watch a show, and then I'm going to power through it and hope that I can do it okay. And so far it ends up okay. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh my God, that's schizophrenia for you right there, man. So this wouldn't be an interview with Allison Cove if we didn't ask you about the event. So, you know, we know that uh, this was supposed to happen a while back and for many reasons it didn't happen. And I didn't, I'm just curious if you had any new information on, yeah. on the timeline or just anything you want to share that people might need to hear. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about that. <laughs> There's a lot of drama, I know. Yeah, I know, I know that, and I don't mean to my thinking is like, here, I just go along with life, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That'd be cool if that happened when, when like, this, these 10 clients say it's going to happen. But I don't, like, put any stock in timelines. I never have. I'm like, oh, cool. And I was, <laughs> I thought, maybe people are like me, and they think, like, this is, like, fascinating, right? Not everyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard, like all these sessions were saying this, they were like, "Well, you put out a prediction." I'm like, "The fuck? No, I didn't. And you didn't predict didn't. anything." No, 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 no. That that is not my. No, I'm like you guys. I'm just like really interesting. That'll be cool if it happens, but you know, I still got stuff to do in the meantime, and I have to act as if that maybe it's not going to happen on day you know 28 like they say it is or whatever anyway so the history of that was all these sessions were kind of saying like oh i you know they would they would show people these glimpses of this event happening and the events all look the same you know it all looked the same just from different you know vantage points oh somebody was in their house or oh somebody was sleeping and they would wake up or oh someone was with their kid and then this big wave of light would come in from the sky and it would change everything and it was like well that's amazing so all this information is coming in about this big event and then i would ask well when do you see that happening and first i would narrow it down like okay so this is happening in their lifetime you've established that right they're <laughs> like yeah and then i'm like okay so do you see this happening within the next couple years you know do you look much different no i look i look pretty much the same so you you see there's not too much time that is lapsing and then you move it you try to narrow it down a little bit more or i do and i'm like okay so does it does it seem like you know closer like does it seem like within the next year or less and they're oh yeah yeah within months i'm like okay cool and then that would happen over and over and over again and so that's what i was like i was like well a the most important thing is there's this huge event that's going to happen that's going to change everybody's life on earth as we know it or at least that's how it looks at this point and um and it's going to raise the vibration of everybody on the planet and it looks like it's going to happen soon so we better get our stuff together right when's it going to happen oh, i think it's going to happen well they keep all saying it's going to happen in four months holy crap <laughs> <laughs> big mistake <laughs> i should have never i should have withheld that yeah well 
so now I don't even, I'm like, I'm not going to even narrow it down, but it's always, always at least twice a week. So I do this five days a week. I do these sessions five days a week. They're, they're epic. They're super long. They're powerful. Five days a week, I'm doing these sessions. At least twice a week, there's information about an event that's going to take place. And every single one is like, soon, 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 so soon. They hardly have time to prepare. So soon, so soon, so soon. And beyond that, I just don't even ask. Because I'm like, what the hell is the point? Because yeah. <laughs> they always say consciousness. Our consciousness is what is driving the rapidity of this event coming to us, our consciousness. So we are in direct control of that. And what I found was that light workers or anybody who has information and they feel let down will, will actually have their consciousness drop to a certain level. They'll go back into kind of victim mode, as a lot of people do when they feel like the sense of hope, the sense of like, oh, urgency, and it's going to, something big is going to happen. They're like, well, there's that didn't happen, damn it. And so, so the consciousness drops, it dips back down. They want to numb, they want to, you know, be distracted by something because things aren't going to change as fast as they were hoping it would. So my only goal in life is to help raise the consciousness of this planet, right? That's my only goal. And that, that happens to be step by step by step working with people and then, and then having a larger ripple effect with these Video. So I, I never want to do anything that could possibly bring us back down to a, to a level that doesn't help this happen, right? Bring this along. Yeah. So this event, right? It's still happening. It's coming. Something big is coming that will shift all of us. It will shift everything on this planet. But in the meantime, lower, smaller energy waves are coming to help prepare us for these bigger, massive waves of energy. And that's what's starting to wake everybody up and change belief systems, you know, and stop people in their tracks and say, the stuff that used to work for me that I was doing doesn't work for me anymore. The food I used to eat, the conversations I used to have, you know, the, the habits I used to have, you know, everything, it doesn't work for me anymore. I used to be able to numb out and eat Doritos all day long and chips like and beer. And now I can't do that. Now I'm like, oh crap, I better get up and get better get out. So raising your vibration, it's waking people up to raise their vibration to get ready. So that's what these smaller waves are doing to prepare us for something much bigger. So that's what we see all the time. Yeah, That's happening now. So if there's anything to do, it's to prepare yourself for something bigger. Yeah. Well, that was the perfect answer for that question <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to be long-winded sorry <laughs> it, it's okay I no, I, yeah that's amazing that's what i love about you yeah You're, yeah <laughs> so much great and i so. knew i knew there was controversy around the whole thing you know you predicting it and all that stuff i didn't mean to bring that aspect of it up <laughs> I, just, I just know i just know there's a lot of good information there so thanks for touching on that and you laid it out beautifully so yeah, thank you. No, yeah, I don't. I always have this kind of feeling like, you know, I cuss. So, I, is it okay to cuss? Yes. Okay. You already had yeah. like 10 times. Actually. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now I'm it. I don't give two shits sometimes. Like, certain things, I just don't give two shits. If people say I predicted something and I didn't, sometimes I want to like correct them, but it's like, no, no, no. None of this is my information. It just isn't. 
You're so just unpresenting I'm, it. So it's illogical to say that I predicted something that would assume that some of this is mine. None of it is mine. None of it is mine. And so it, that also takes the power away from the people to find this information out themselves. Everybody has the power to go have these sessions. There are people all over the world who do them for free. So money is a non-issue. Go have a session to figure, like, get these pieces yourself and be a part of this information, you know? But yes, the prediction stuff is like, it's illogical to, you know, for not, I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying the people who got <laughs> mad at me in the past is like, this isn't my shit, man. <laughs> How can I predict something? Yeah. Anyway, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, what kind of information comes through? as far as like the state of the world right now and like the stuff we are seeing exposed, does anything come forward about what is happening and why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's nothing, everything I hear is um, about utter chaos and not chaos in it, more in the way of systems breaking down and the chaos that it brings with it and um, them trying to put like the government, if you will, trying to put, um, you know, band-aids on, on the system that's breaking and that outraging people or like new information coming to light and that outraging people. And so it's all about kind of whipping this rug up, right? <laughs> like I've got a rug over here. God forbid I whip that thing up because who knows what the heck is under that. And that's what's happening. That's what's going to cause all of this outrage across the board all over the world. And people start standing up and saying, we're not, we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to take this way of being anymore. We're not going to take these, this rule anymore. We're not going to, you know, have you affect our livelihood, have you affect our health, have you affect our kids in these ways anymore. Have you tell us what to eat, when to go to sleep, do, you know, what to take, what medicines to take, when, whether or not we could travel, all this crap, you know, and then, and then have these, you know, also the lid coming off the disclosure for not only, you know, ETs, not only that stuff that's already out there, but still the lid is on it as far as, you know, the mainstream media goes. But the, you know, child trafficking, the, the pedophilia, the sex abuse, the slavery, all the really, really, really dark stuff, you know, us being able to start seeing that and seeing that it's not just these lone wolves, you know, that are doing this. Mm -hmm. And, and that I think is what has kept it kind of, you know, people haven't been outraged very much because they don't really know that it's these bigger systems of bigger groups of people that are, that are in control of all this stuff. And then they don't have proof of that. And so all that coming out. And so session after session after session, when we look into right now and what the immediate future is, they all point at that that people are going to stand up for something very big, very meaningful to them because they just can't sit down anymore. They come up because of the outrage, but how, how good that makes them feel to finally be like, well, fuck no, I have something to fight about. You know, I was finally, stuff is happening, you know, like, thank God. And, you know, and that's a, like, that feels really good to people to finally have something anyway. So that's what I hear. Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, it's also like, people are like, well, no wonder everything's so screwed up on this planet. And it's like all the underlying underbelly stuff that has been like hidden, but that 
been there the whole time and um and then all the controllers and everything else is going to get revealed i think and yeah and then it's like you got the outrage of what's happening but also it's like the clarity now finally of why things have been the way they are for so long right yeah yeah yeah, yeah great yeah point. Great and point. and then people realize it doesn't have to be this way it's only been this way because we've been ignorant and uh, oblivious to all this stuff and now we can take our power back kind of thing exactly yeah. Exactly. And if you look at if you looked at disenfranchised groups all over the world, they've known this stuff forever because they haven't had the power. They've been like, this has been a rotten apple for so long. And here, 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 here's what's going on. And all the rest of the people who are more of the kids of the elite and the kids and the kids and the kids and the kids and the kids. And I'm just talking, you know, just your average Caucasian Western American is like, has the sort of privilege that um, you know, a, a, you know, a black um, teenage kid in America doesn't, and therefore, therefore, we kind of have been able to slip and slide around on the surface that everything's okay because we haven't had to see it. You know, it hasn't been revealed to us when all these other disenfranchised groups are like, it's been, <laughs> it's yeah. been going on forever. So, it's time that you know, larger groups of people who have money, who have like, you know, a, you know, all this privilege start waking up and saying, crap, now this is affecting me, you know, that, like they start getting outraged. That's what, what really needs to happen is that people, people who aren't outraged start getting outraged and not dwell in that, use it as a way to wake you up, use it as a way to propel you forward. Don't just stay all like mad and angry. No, it's there. There's, there's nothing to be added through staying in that anger. And we hear that all the time um, during the sessions when it's like, okay, what's this person's role to play when, when all that's going on? Well, it's okay for her to get mad for a little while, but then move on. Like, don't add to it. Just Mm -hmm. move on, you know, starting to move on. Yeah. You want to stay there. Exactly. Yeah. Hold space for others, you know? Yes. One of the, you painted one of your sessions. I think it was the most recent one that you, um, I think it might've been the most recent one that you released or put out on YouTube. Uh, it was just audio only, and I, and I believe that uh, uh, the client was uh, one like it came time to a scenario where there was some protest, and uh, she was had an ankle problem that would keep her from protesting. And she be, the reason that was because she was supposed to be meditating and mm-hmm. being the light, anchoring during, the light, anchoring yeah. the light during that protest. But you said that other people are going to be in the protest doing this, playing the same role. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a valuable point to bring up because we don't, we shouldn't be so quick to jump out in the streets and get out there and protest. Some of us have to go inward and anchor the light. I, I thought that was great. Right. Right. And I think it's all about, so for her, it was like, they were warning her that she would be too quick to be brought down. She wouldn't have been able to hold the light being if she had been taking part in those protests. Right she would have been too affected and would have been had her vibration lowered to this outrage and this like anger and she wouldn't have been able to hold the light. So they were like, we don't even want you in it. Whereas some people, they can, they can manage themselves a little more in that scenario and, and, and they can hold the light, they can anchor the light. And so they're, so it's different for everybody. It's knowing, you know, what, what really riles you and what doesn't. And, and when you're, when you're going to go down and when you're not, it's kind of in a very simplistic manner. It's like this. 
I am such a guardian of my vibration. I am always, always hypervigilant about my vibration, but I also know when I can let go and let loose, but I also know when I can't. Mm -hmm. So if I'm struggling with something, uh, an emotional issue or like uh, a disagreement I've had or, or a fear I may have, that is not the night that I can go out and party. And by, you know, I'm not talking about like rage or anything. I'm talking like maybe a couple whiskeys with friends or whatever. No, I can't do that because alcohol already will lower my vibration, but I wouldn't be able to maintain a high enough level to, to, to stand it, you know, but other times when I'm in this state of joy and peace and my life is going perfect, I know if I can have a, have a whiskey and then still be a high vibration person. And so it's very, it's very much akin to that. I know that's a silly analogy, but I, I use that all the time. I'm constantly checking in with myself to see, okay, can I do that or that? No, I, I can't maintain that. I can't maintain a high vibration. If I do that, I better just, you know, not do that. And that's like shows, that's everything, you know, can I watch Netflix tonight or do I need to watch it like a, a spiritual documentary or should I listen to, can I listen to, you know, some nasty music right now or do I need to listen to classical? Like, I know I'm constantly checking in because I, I still, I like, I like playing with certain dark, you know, I, I, I come from, I used to feed the dark for, for over a decade. I was like, why not? Yeah likewise you know, and i didn't whatever. know yeah yeah and it was like it was dark 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 and so it's been over a decade of light 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 but every once in a while i'm like and i'll sprinkle in some pepper some dark you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey because i'm so light now it doesn't take much and it's and i can have a good time as long as it's not like uh some nasty stuff i'm not talking about really dark stuff i'm just you know yeah i know yeah i, I watch myself yeah it's like you said, it's all about paying attention to um, yourself and and like f feeling what um, feeds your soul, basically, or what in that moment, if doing something is like you want to do it and and um, you know it's not gonna, like you said, bring you down or affect you negatively. Yeah. And it's all a vibrational game. Yeah, exactly. It's a vibrational game, and you can kind of like follow your. Um, like joy meter i guess is a way to put it yeah. like what's going to bring exactly. you joy in this moment yeah if you don't know about vibration you know about joy you yeah. know about happiness you know that stuff so so exactly. so until you know about fully about vibration use those words use whatever vocabulary you need because that's what it is joy is one of the highest vibrations you know that yeah. you can have so it's like yeah follow your joy what would bring me joy right now is it this or is it this go with go with the right one that will bring you more joy right yeah exactly and i exactly. and i think i think a lot of that is all part of the human experience anyway is you know playing with the dark like you put it as you put it yeah. uh, i think uh you know sometimes ignorance is bliss and you can check out and just you know be in that moment and i always i always imagine like one day Will we be on another planet talking like, man, remember back on Earth when we used to go out and party? We're never going to be able to do that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this sucks. So it, it's all part of the human anymore. experience and like there's lessons to be learned in it. So when you do go out and you do have those drinks, I, I'm, you go out as an observer instead of uh, instead of being in the program. 
So it's a little different. You can you can kind of observe people and see see the way things are changing and see how you've changed in that scenario and it's and what lessons are to be learned that night as well. Yeah. So it can be turned into a situation that you can actually grow from uh, if yeah. you're conscious about it. If you're conscious about it, exactly, exactly. So be conscious, you know, with everything, you know, and that's a lot, that's a big task to do, but eventually you can get there if you're doing it little by little by little by little, you know, you, and you (laughs) always have to learn how to do something by doing it wrong for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. That's just how I learn. And I think most people do, but, you know, I just do stuff really wrong. And then I'm like, Oh, I never want to do that again. That felt horrible the fourth <laughs> time I did it. So like, that's how I learned. So I want to dive really deep, literally, into the center of the earth. <laughs> I know you've had yeah. some, some sessions uh, where some information has come forward about inner earth and inner earth beings and uh, the, the sun and the inner the central sun or whatever you want to call it inside of our earth and there's so much information it's fascinating i'm obsessed with it i love learning about it i think in some way or another i'm connected or involved and i just wanted to hear what you would say what you have to say about it okay yeah this is an endlessly fascinating and fascinating topic and if you think about all the different places that are on the outer earth you know and ha- like there's there's just as many different places in the inner earth right Okay, so so sometimes clients drop in, and they're they're um, we don't we don't know that they're in inner earth until we're asking a ton of questions, and they they're like, well, there's all these beings here, and there's all like it feels amazing here, but it's like there's no sky, and then you know that there may be another being there, and we're asking that being a bunch of questions. We're like, well, where the heck are we, man? And they're like, you're inside of earth. You're inside of earth. So a lot of times we figure it out through this long line of questioning. No one is ever dropping in and being like, I'm inside of earth. You know, I can tell like, it's not like that. You know, it's through a long line of questioning. And and, and um, so I, I give a lot of validity to that when people aren't just like instantly knowing where they're at, because that's not usually how this hypnosis unfolds by any means. Okay. So yes people dropping down into into this place that that we find out later is the inner earth and meeting all these different types of beings there isn't just one type of being down there there's all these different types of beings down there sometimes they're they're blue sometimes they're they have like clear skin sometimes they're jelly like sometimes they're absolutely humanoid looking like us you know so so then they interact with these beings and these beings are like coming to inner earth because it is part of the planet that is already at a higher vibration. And so they, they come down here and they're trying to, to um, send up energy, send up energy from the inner earth to the outer earth. They're trying to help um, kind of reconnect them. And what I heard in several sessions, which was fascinating because none of these people knew that I heard this in several sessions was that Many people described when they dropped down into the inner earth that there was this bluish white glow everywhere. And it was this light that was always on. And it was like this big sphere. It was almost like a crystal sphere. And it was setting out 
boof, light everywhere. And that's how it fed everything. It gave life to everything. It gave consciousness to everything. And I was like, well, what is this light? And they're like, it is the light of God. It was the light of source and it's inside the earth. There used to be one on the outer earth, but it's gone. It was destroyed. All right. So they, they wanted people to start connecting to this, to this blue light and start bringing it up to the outer earth. Right. And I got several sessions about that. What none of those people knew was that a year before I got those sessions, I had the session with this scientist this amazing physicist, he's like a plasma physicist, this brilliant man, right? And uh, his question on his, his, you know, one of his questions on his list um, what, uh, for the hypnosis was, where, did, where do I get all these technological ideas from? Where do I get all these inventions from? And uh, specifically this one where they want me to create this blue light, this, what he calls his orb. And this this kind of like God light that no one's really ever seen on this planet before. He's like, where is all this from? And so in his session, he's taken off Earth to meet this group of ETs who come down. There's these like wispy white ETs, and they're coming, they're coming down into the atmosphere around Earth and speaking to him. And they're like, You're one of us. We sent you down here because we can't help Earth in these bodies. We can't do it. There's a quarantine. Nobody can do it. They have to send down an earthly body and shoot part of their part of their soul into that body, part of their fra- a fractal of their soul in order to help. But we have amnesia, right? So we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So, so they're like, we sent you down to Earth because we need you to build this blue and white orb because it holds an energy, a God energy, all right? And there used to, there's one inside of the earth and there used to be one on top of the earth, but the one on top of earth was destroyed. And when you create this and you expose people to it, it will raise their vibration so much that pretty soon it will be like, it will be like Eden, a new Eden. And, and so all of this information coming, you know, a year before any of this other stuff coming, it was like, what in the world? Same stuff. Same exact stuff, just a totally different perspective. So this inner earth, I remember one, one, um, one guy, we had a session about the inner, because he was in the inner earth. And uh, he was like, he like wanted to know, how are they getting down here? How are these ETs getting down there? And they said that they are from, the, from such a high vibration that material, they can dematerialize anything, just like walking through water. So that's how they're getting down there. They're just like, Boop, 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 boop. They can go in and out just like water, you know. So it's nothing, mm-hmm. you know. The Earth's core, crust, all this stuff, nothing to them, nothing to them. They can boop, just permeate it, no problem. So that was fascinating too. But all the time we hear, you know, how healing this place is, how healing it is. So some people have a soul fractal that still lives in inner Earth, and they they they're um, recommended in the session to actually connect to that soul fractal, send themselves down there and start healing because they're not doing it up here. They're like, go down there to heal because you, you're, not, you're, you're not doing the right stuff up here. And when you go down there and heal, you'll bring some of that energy back up here. So I'm interested in your like connection. Sorry, that was, that was kind of it in a nutshell. No, I'm sitting here like a student right now. I'm just taking it all in because uh, you, you brought up some interesting points that I hadn't even thought about. 
uh, before I do that, I just I, have you ever had have you came across any information about like physical entry points as far as like an actual cave, like a hole going into the inner earth? Have, has anything like that? Yeah, come? absolutely. But I don't know where those are. But but we have but when we've asked about how to get into inner earth, they're they're always like, of course people can get in there. There are portal not only portals, like energetic entry points into the inner earth, but actual physical entry points. Sure. But no no locations, no like GPS coordinates or anything, but definitely Mount Shasta has several of them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shasta yeah, definitely. yeah. Supposedly a city is below Mount Absolutely. Shasta. Absolutely. And and I believe like um James Gilliland, um, I, I can't, I can't remember if this came through a session or um, to to coincide with his information, but I know he has information that there are entry points for Mount Adams where uh, his ranch is located, right? So yes. there are entry points all over, yeah, all and, over. And just some advice for uh, meditation purposes. I, something I've been doing for a long time is maybe it's because I'm connected, but I always imagine that central sun that inner that whatever you want to call it that mm -hmm. sphere of source light which from my understanding is is source you know it's, it's the closest thing to source energy if not source mm -hmm. you know itself here on earth and i connect to that when i meditate i imagine it yeah. coming up through the bottom of my feet up through my body and uh, it's just uh, a good way to really get anchored and grounded in that meditation so uh, it's just good and then do you send it out do you blast it out yeah, I open up a like a cone from my third eye, uh, it, because from my understanding, if you if you if you do that, it's like a beacon, and like the the people or the entities or the beings that need it that can assist you, it helps them see you. It's like yeah. it's either shining a little tiny flashlight or a spotlight. So you're right. you're kind of making yourself into a spotlight, so then you can uh, transmute that energy into you know, into the universe and for right. anyone else who could benefit from it. And then, and then having a blast radius from your heart too, because you're, you want to, so it, it's incumbent upon you to share it with your fellow men. So <laughs> come on, Tyler, bring it. You got blast that stuff out of everywhere. You have two flashlight points, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning. I mean, I, okay. It's okay. All, so, yeah. so I don't know if you know the way to do it, but you slowly increase your blast radius basically. So at first you, when you're, when you're meditating, and you probably know this, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, say it for everybody's sake. When you're starting to shine out and send out good energy, you you start in your room, then you start in your house, then you start that you expand it to your block, and then you expand it to your city, and you expand it and you expand it and slowly and you can sometimes you just see how far you can get, but sometimes you can get like, you know, the whole US or beyond in just one meditation. You know, so it's like you're slow, you're just you're just seeing how far you can send this energy. And pretty soon not too long after you start sending out this wave of energy, you know, to, to this planet, you can pretty much get to a point where you're sitting above it and you're, you're fully encasing it in this energy. And that's what they want people to do. They want them to not only shine it, like build up this cone, right? Very, very, very important. Build up this cone so more energy can come in and it can be exchanged and all this stuff. But they're like, send out that damn thing to everybody, you know? Every, every, not just people, but everything on earth. 
you know, it's going to raise a vibration and it's powerful, very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I do, except just a little differently. We all have our own. I kind of imagined like the, the Taurus field, the Taurus yeah. field of the earth. And I, and I kind of send the energy into that. And, and as, as if the energy's coming out of the poles and just cycling back in, beautiful so I, I send it into that and this way it's like just you can't miss it you, know? you can't miss it right because it's constantly circulating going yeah. up and down. yeah it's beautiful that's a beautiful image yeah okay. so, uh, i love this stuff the whole point is do something you know it's like do something send out this energy somewhere you know don't just don't <laughs> don't be stingy you know yeah, absolutely. like absolutely not yeah so so i'm curious what your uh what your uh, history with the inner earth is though oh, like well you the connection well, he's had an amazing experience actually for for the, for the people who listen to older podcasts I, i've told this experience i've told it on james show also uh i guess i can briefly run through it again if you want i want to hear it run through it again <laughs> you know i don't watch anything so yeah. come on yeah uh, so i was uh through watching Cosmic Disclosure, Corey Good always talked about the inner earth beings and all this stuff. And I was like, boom, resonation at the deepest level. Uh, it was just like I had to know. And he, and he made it sound so easy that you can communicate with them if you just set the intention. And he made it sound so easy. So I thought, sure, I could do it. And I did. I, I made it an effort every night to try and manifest this and meditate on it. And I would do my own little thing every night, and I would just made it a made it a habit, and I just never expected anything to happen. And one night, I woke up to a text message. My phone was on my nightstand, and it said, "Are you ready to meet us?" And I immediately knew it was them. It was like and it was from an unknown number, and it was like an, okay, it wasn't telephone. from Tinder or anything like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. A, so it was like a telepathic exchange i knew it was them and i was like uh i actually honestly don't remember my exact response but i was like yes of course and they say come to your back door and i sleep in my basement and i have a walkout basement so i got up right yeah right over there yeah We're in and i got up and i walked out <laughs> opened the door and looked into the yard and i didn't see anything and i'm like I'm looking looking nothing and then when i turn around to come back inside this being starts uh, appearing in my basement in front of me. She's not like fully, uh, she's not fully there. It's like mm -hmm. almost like a light body type of, but I could mm -hmm. still see it was a human, a, a blonde woman, a uh, tall blonde woman. It and, was Allison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't, uh, she was like phasing in. So she wasn't fully phased in, like only got to, like the upper half of her body. And I froze in fear, not because I was scared of her. For one, it startled me. I wasn't expecting it. And two, right. uh, she was putting off this vibration that did not match mine. And it, it, and it just put me in almost like a paralysis. And the message she sent me was, it was basically the best way I could describe it was like, uh, honey, you're not ready yet. <laughs> and, and that's the best way I can describe it. And, and she kind of... Uh, she phased out and I, I was unable to move. And when she finally was gone, I ran back into my room and checked my cell phone. I was like, Oh my God, what just happened? And there was no text messages on the phone. Like they were but I was up all night after that. I didn't go to work the next day. 
and I just, and, and the strange thing was, is my dogs were like, it was almost like they were put in a coma. Like they were sleeping and breathing so heavily. Like they were just like induced, like just out of it. Wow. So it was almost like they did something to the dog so they wouldn't interfere with the experience because anytime I get up, they're always up. And I, uh-huh. and I thought about that after the fact, like the dogs were never, never moved. So I was yeah. interested too. And later in another meditation, yeah. she clarified, I got a, for the first time ever, I was able to get a clear audible voice. Uh, she said her name, see uh, Corse Prefolxe is exactly, mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget it. I don't know how to spell it. Uh, and that was it. That was it. But the, the whole lesson was I, I had a lot of work to do before I could even attempt to be around these beings. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's incredible. That's incredible. Absolutely. I love that kind of inner earth dating app, you know, <laughs> like, you ready for this. <laughs> you ain't ready, man. You yeah. gotta get your shit that, right. That's after the event, right? <laughs> yeah. Mental, the new earth. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Because here's the thing. We hear in these sessions all the time. A lot of people won't need an event to ascend, right? They don't need that. They can do this on their own. It's all about themselves and where they're at and what they keep doing and what they keep being introduced to. So you may not need an event to actually you know, be able to go into these other dimensions and shift in and out and kind of dimension hop, if you will. And that's pretty fabulous. And, and these beings show themselves to us because they're, they, they're meant to propel us further, right? And just because we're not ready doesn't mean we won't be. They're going to give us that, you know, we're going to do everything we can to get there. You know, that scientist that I was talking about earlier, he would meet people, he would have these sessions and he would meet people or go to places, you know, because he can just like astral travel everywhere. It's amazing. I also started dating him, by the way. So (laughs) that's my boyfriend. Anyway, so, so (laughs) he like, um, he would go to these places and meet these amazing like um, ascended masters and they'd kick him out. They'd be like, you're not ready. Go away. You know, you, you're obviously ready enough to, to have traveled this far, but you're not ready to talk to us. And then he would do like three months of work, three months of inner work, healing, you know, doing all this stuff, raising his vibration. And then he'd go back and they'd be like, okay, we will sit and talk with you now. And so it's really cool, you know, all this work that you can do to prepare yourself to meet these beings and, and to be worthy of their time. Because that's the thing, we got to be worthy of, of these higher level beings times. And a lot of people come at that with fear, you know, and be like, well, you know, these ETs, they're dangerous and all this stuff but it, you you will your body will tell you when you're around a dangerous et versus a like a lower level of et versus a high vibration et oh, your yeah. body will give you all the reading you need yeah and and yours was just like uh not ready right it felt it felt there's a discord there but it wasn't that she was dangerous it's probably that she was powerful you know and the, yeah. and the whole the whole thing is is that i was focusing so much on that that i kind of lost sight of everything else i was supposed to be working on and i Mm. think they realized like we better show ourselves to this guy so he can let him know like it's not time and he needs to be doing other stuff yeah and and it really put my life into perspective after that because i was really focusing on something that 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 didn't matter 
honestly. I was, you know, we have a mission up here. We have stuff to be doing. So we do, we do. And you know, you guys, you guys doing the show and putting it out there and and exposing people to all this information, you know, this high vibration information has such a ripple effect, you know, because everybody who's exposed to this will then ripple out and ripple out and ripple out. And it's powerful. And I don't know what you're, you know, what you're doing in your free time, but just this alone is, is important. It's truly important, you know, to spread more information. I got, I got something yesterday. No, that was this morning. I was like, just really quick checking some, some information on my YouTube channel. And, um, and, uh, it said that 28 in the last 28 days, there was 1 million minutes watched on my YouTube channel. Wow. And all I thought was, I, I know that every ounce of information on my channel is positive. Every ounce, because I don't put, I don't put the, the other stuff on. I don't put anything out there that could possibly cause fear. I don't do it. I make a, you know, that's my concerted effort. And so I was like, Ooh, okay. That's a good month. Like that's a good month. The positivity is spread out. Yeah. Oh God, I need a cigarette after that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god oh my god i need i need a break oh shit the one million minutes of positivity that's <laughs> good hopefully it went out so it's like but it starts with 10 minutes of positivity you know it's mm -hmm. like okay it ripples out it ripples out and it's like you guys you know you're doing it and thank god you're doing it well thank you and, thank you and you're right it, it actually it starts with making the leap to get in front of the camera and and put out a video without fear of criticism that was the hardest part you know yeah. when we released the first we were both yeah very uncomfortable with this when we started we just we were excited but like scared at the same time but we just kind of jumped into it we're like yeah let's just do it and see what happens <laughs> you know that alone what you're talking about is courage and boldness right and we, when, when we're in the, when I'm in these sessions with clients and stuff and we hear what is the one thing that light workers need to do? And you guys are, you guys are light workers, right? You're spreading light, you're spreading hope, you know, you're trying to raise a vibration of the planet through whatever, whatever means you have available. That is a light worker. You don't have to have anybody give you a badge or anything. That is a light worker. <laughs> so so what is the number one thing that is holding light workers back or that they need to do? you know, to, to help, to get us ready, to raise consciousness, to do anything, like get us prepared, to get us up there. And I said, they need to start being courageous. They need to start being bold. They need to have confidence, you know, and not worry about, you know, getting harmed by other people's words or getting hurt by, by people ganging up on them or anything. Because it used to be, you know, you speak up, you get killed. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. different, you're killed. And so many of us have had those lives. And so we still hold on to that. And so it's getting rid, you know, these sessions are really good at getting rid of that junk so that you can propel forward with courage and boldness, you know, and bravery and just step out and not, not give a crap, yeah. not give two of those craps about, <laughs> about what people say. But that, ta that takes, that's hard, man. Very hard. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's all an ego game because if what you say helps people and you get lifted up by the fact that you're helping people and their comments, 
you, the opposite can, can happen. As soon as you're depending, your, your, like any of your value is placed on those comments and whether or not they're good or bad, it's all an ego game. And mm -hmm. so, so that, that becomes a terrible seesaw after a while because one thing can propel you up, you know, 10, com 10 good comments, only one bad one will like bring you down to your knees. And be like, why God, don't they know I'm a good person? <laughs> like, can't they tell? No, they're just spouting off hate, you know? Yeah. Some people feel good doing that, you know? And uh, so, yeah, it's good to, to not place any of your value on that, but that takes a while. It takes, you know, practice, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. It does. And, and not engaging also. Uh, because Bingo. Not, yes. not engaging in the, actually, that's a message I've been getting in meditations uh, is, and just synchronicities, wherever you want to call it, is to not engage in the petty arguments. This, not, like, don't even... Don't, don't give it your energy. Acknowledge it. Don't even yeah. acknowledge it. You're validating it by yeah. acknowledging it and giving it your yeah, energy. No message is also a message. You know, there's no reason to get sucked into it. And it's yeah. really steered me because I, I was in an unhealthy place for a while uh, as far as letting that stuff affect me. And I, yeah. it's really steered me out of that to a point where I, it just don't even, doesn't even trigger me. I'm just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like you're you're in the matrix now. You're like, yeah, yeah. You're dodging, yeah. dodging every bullet. You know, like what was that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's amazing to get there. I I have the same thing. I mean, people would like. So I'm because I'm female. They already have this whole other nasty you know, rhetoric to throw at me, you know, oh, you, you, you know, your makeup looks like this, da, 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 like all this crap where you're just like, what the and, yeah. and then you have all the, the hate about the messages or, or, you know, this is against God and all this stuff. And then this, you know, it's just like, oh my God. So I, I personally had to um, ban all comments for about four or five videos. Cause I was like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't want the good. I don't want the bad. I want to be above it all. I just want to, all I'm doing is try to trying to share good information. I don't, I don't care about the comments. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't until I knew I was at a vibrational level where I could handle it, just like drinking, you know, the whiskey or whatever. I'm like, can I handle it? And so once I was at a vibrational level where I could handle it, then I turned comments back on and let people, you know, create a community you know, because that's what it, that's what it does. It creates validation for some people and they share stories and they swap and they, you know, they create a community and yeah, they're, it's fun to see that, but Great point. Long, yeah. Yeah. Not placing your value on that is a bit like staying above the phrase. That's yeah. a huge lesson for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a lesson yeah. for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Aaron? <laughs> I've, uh, it's definitely helped me, like you said, to learn to detach yourself from other people's opinions and not put any, like you said, your value in that, like, to really, like, your value comes from within and you're, you know your self-worth and you know. Yeah. And, uh, and when you get caught up in ego, like you said, you start the opinions of other people it becomes what's most important and then your state of being uh, changes based on that. And yeah. then, and then you're constantly focused on all the external, and you're neglecting your internal. Yeah, it's caught up in that. It's the same point where well, she made with the protest. Like you go to the protest, yeah, it, the it drags you down because you get you're, you know, you're only focused on the external, and and, yeah. and then that low vibrational anger and hate. Sure. Yeah. 
You have to, and I think you, so the point over and over and over again that we were all three making is, you know, this level of discernment and this level of connection with your own self internally to know what you can and cannot handle around you. And then, and then extracting your, 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 you know, your focus from those things that don't serve you anymore. They absolutely don't serve you and placing your focus on what serves you. And very often that's just, you know, this, this internal stuff, you know, anything that will feed, you know, your, your, your growth or your expansion or your healing or your serving, any of that stuff is worth paying attention to, you know, and, and if, if it's going to throw you out of whack, you know, to pay attention to the other stuff. And so many people are only paying attention to the other stuff. That's all they're paying attention to, you know? Correct. Yeah. So many people are just turning into couches Mm -hmm. because they come home, they've worked all day. They're so tired. You know, they, they just want some comfort. They want to kind of numb out and distract. So they sit in front of Netflix and then Amazon has this crazy, awesome thing where you can order from all these restaurants and have it delivered. And so they get <laughs> their food and, and they've just, they haven't left the couch because that's their comfort zone. That's their safety. And they finally get to decompress. But eventually if you do that for too long, you, you get scared of expanding, you know, beyond your comfort zone. You, you don't even know how. So it's like a little goes, a little goes a long way. A little of this decompression, a little of this inner entertainment goes a long way. It's like, we are a nation of beings who are entertained to death. We are being entertained to death. And it's like, dude, unplug, pull your head out of your computer, out of your screen and start living. man. we hear that all the time. Like, all so many light workers, all all ages across the board. Some of my clients are as old as eighty. You know, some of them are as young. I've had clients who are young as twelve. All of them, the messages very much come across as they need to get off of the internet. They need to get off of out of the screens. They need to. They need to start being in nature. They need to start moving their bodies. They need to start connecting to communities of like-minded people. They need to start getting out there and spreading their unique energy all around. Get out of the computer. Thank That's you. What here all Thank the time. You. Thank you so much for that. And I can guarantee you, every single one of our listeners needed to hear that. Every, I don't care where you're at. We all spend too much time on our phones or whatever. Yeah. You know, and just a great message, great advice. And thank you for bringing that up because it needs to be said. Absolutely, people, man. People need to act on it. Uh, so <laughs> yes. I, I want to uh, change things up a little bit and, <laughs> and go back into some information that, uh, from your sessions about uh, deaf because so many people have the wrong idea about what death is. And, and, and if you, you can kind of like, you put it uh, one time, it, 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 we need to look at it as a gift because really, you know, we're learning, it's a lesson it, and we should be happy for the transition. What kind of information do you have on that? Yeah, yeah, death is always, oh my God, it's a touchy one because, you know, it's easy to say that it's just waking up from a dream um, because truly, we <clears throat> when we experience these sessions and we we take people into these lives, and and I've I've also experienced many of these sessions, so I know from firsthand basis, you're going through these lives, you're feeling all the feelings that these these beings have, you know, whether they're physical feelings or emotional feelings, all the trauma, all the drama, all the all the physical ailments, 
when death comes, you're like, oh, thank God. Thank God that feels so good to be out of that body. Maybe I'll stick around for a while because, um, you know, I want to check on things. I want to make sure to connect with, th with these people or my loved ones, make sure they're okay. But ultimately, the being is like, thank God, I, I'm so ready. I so am, I'm so happy I'm out of that body. And the more they move up and uh, up to the ethers, the, the more they lose the personality that belonged to that being, and the more they can reconnect with their soul personality. And it's fascinating to see, fascinating to see. And that can happen within 10 minutes of dying. That can happen within two weeks, depending on what they decide to, whether or not they decide to stay on the surface as a, as a, as a, you know, entity for a while as a spirit, you know, and, and kind of keep track of things. Okay. So, so the perspective from the dying one is like, whew, thank God. But the perspective from the people who have lost is this, you know, of course, this wave of grief, this blanket of grief at not having this person there anymore. Absolutely. That, that's unchanged, you know. No matter how much information you have, that grief remains unchanged. Absolutely. Because the, the person's not there. But what we found is the quicker that people move up this emotional scale from grief to to from this blanket of grief to just kind of sadness and kind of um, you know so there's an emotional scale right so grief so sadness is a little bit above grief and then you get this kind of like ah you know um, anger and things like that that's also above grief believe it or not and so you're moving up the emotional scale about the death and about the passing and you're starting to interact with the world again that creates an opening in your consciousness for that person who has passed to actually start talking to you. But when you're down in these levels of grief, they can't reach you. They can't permeate that. That spirit can't permeate that. So they'll often try to go and talk to another, another person who knows you because they aren't down in these levels of grief. And they'll give them messages, usually through dreams, to give to you, to let you know that they're okay. They all, that's all they want to do is they want you to know that, that they're okay so that you can start interacting with them again and be okay yourself and know, know that life continues on. Sure. And so it's really, really interesting to see, see these both sides. And then we find, then we find this. So when we look at the reasons for things like premature death, what we would consider premature death, right? Very often it's something that's been assigned pre-life that, that these beings, this group of beings, are all going to go through this stuff, right? So I'm going to die. It's going to, you know, because you lost me, you're, it's going to propel you to grow in this way. And then because you're growing in this way, you're going to have this huge effect on all these other people, right? And so, so there's, this, there's these agreements that take place specifically with, with children who pass at a young age. It's like, okay, I'm going to do all I can before then, and then my death will cause this even bigger movement because I've died. And, it, and it's designed that way. And, um, but the, in order to get that information, the people in that person's life have to get to this kind of higher level you know, above, above that blanket of grief. And that takes a while. And I've been in a, a lot of these sessions where the parents lost a child. And... Um, it took them, it usually took them about 18 months to, to two years in order to finally have a session after the loss of their child and get this information 
but across the board, it all ties in the same. She was done here. She only signed up to came for a brief time. You were in the know about that. She knew that she could do more on the other side and her death would propel you in this way. Exactly. And, and so also I want to get on like the elderly, uh, like, um, people who it's their time to go, you know, and, and their family is surrounding them trying to, you know, yeah. Tell the doctors, yeah, do whatever you can do whatever you can. We don't want to see them go. Although like you have to think about how, what is this person's quality of life? And he, is he or her able to serve their family anymore? What are they doing in, in any form of service to others, you know, or themselves at that point? So there's a selfishness that people need to let go of also when it's time for someone to pass, because uh, if he can no longer serve his family on earth, he can do so much more on the other side. And, and, and that people have to realize that losing somebody isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it's, that takes yeah. a level. It really takes a lot to get to that point. But once you can understand that transition and realize that it is a gift, it, it, it's, it'll change the whole way you, you go through life. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the letting go of a life can be a very absolutely heartbreaking thing. It can be a painful thing and it can be absolutely beautiful thing at the same time, especially if you feel like it's, it's that person's time and you just kind of open up your hand and, and allow for them to, to either stay or go, you know, it can be very beautiful, but very often when a person is completely out of it, when they're physically, you know, completely gone or they're fit or they're fading, their spirits already left, man. Their spirit is spending more time out of that body than there. And so truly what you're holding on to is the form rather than the formless. And the formless is the only thing that matters. It truly is the only thing that matters. That's the only thing that stays, uh, uh, that's, that's perpetual, that's everlasting, is the formless part of us. But that's what, what gets everybody tied up is that, well, that form isn't here anymore you know, that, that little being, and I have it, you know, I have like most people I have, you know, I have loved ones. I have parents and I have a little kid. I love their form. I want their form around all the time. Don't get me wrong. So I, I'm not a, I'm not a hypocrite, you know, um, I, I wouldn't, you know, ever say that, you know, you should just let people go, but yeah, yeah. you know, at all, uh, like at, at all, but, but when it's, when it's the elderly and when you know, you can, when you can kind of tell that they're already gone, what's the point? Their, their formlessness, what keeps them them is gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's left the building, you know? And we see that at the front of life too, that, that sometimes when, when children are born, their, their spirit isn't always inside their body. It comes and goes, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. it's like coming back, you know? Oh, I'm going to animate the body for a little while. Nope, I'm not. Because, because little tiny babies, they spend most of their time sleeping. And so that spirit doesn't, isn't always in them all the time. And so the same on the back end, the tail end of life, you know, with these beings who are so sick or, or elderly or whatever, they're gone, you know, they're out of there. They're gone most of the time. So what truly are we holding on to? But man, I held on to my grandma tight. I'll tell you that much. You know, I can say all this stuff, but. Well, I mean, yeah, it's natural. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can talk about it all day long, but you're still going to have the natural emotions, the natural reactions, the human reactions. Yeah, you need to acknowledge Allow yourself. The yeah. emotions, but but have the wisdom of it at the same time. 
Absolutely. So all my training, you know, ushering people through death, through life, through all this stuff and doing this for years, I still had to deal with the pain of, you know, losing someone and knowing what that ultimately meant to the people around me as well and still had to process those human emotions and move up the scale of emotions because that's that's what emotions are there's a whole scale if you just stop at one that's when you you get like sick you do all this stuff because you're just dwelling in like anger or hatred or or grief you know and the whole point was allow yourself to keep moving up the emotional scale that's normal. That's being human. And that's what we came down here to learn. One of the many things we came down here to experience, right? Oh yeah. Joy yes. and grief, you know, we, we get to enjoy one because we've experienced the other and we know how precious they are, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, uh, I lost my mother when I was 25 and, and it took a long time to, I, I was totally asleep. I was in a coma as far as, you know, being awake to any of this information, but it took me a long time to get to that point. And when I started going through my awakening, she started coming through in, in, in dreams and, and like almost physically, I would feel her energy. I would smell her. I, it was just, I, I lost count of the experiences. And, and, I, and I finally got to the point where I was trying to figure out who my guides were. And every time it would come, she would come to the forefront. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want it to be her. I wanted it to be some like somebody from another planet or something. That inner earth chick. <laughs> yeah. And it, I had to face the fact that it was her and now I'm in communication with her all the time. And it's amazing. It's like, we have this, this relationship and, uh, and my sister, uh, she, I think she stayed in that state of grief for quite some time. And I think that's why she wasn't getting any experiences. Like you said, they go to other people when they can't reach. So I would always relay messages to my sister for her so it, it just they, I, I hadn't thought about that when somebody's in grief they can't reach them they, they're impermeable yeah yeah and so and then they get kind of they the normal thing is that they tend to get upset that 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 person that meant so much to them isn't coming to them well, why isn't she coming to me you know why you know specifically when 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 you lose a partner mm-hmm. um a mate and that mate will go to a friend and come to them. Well, why wouldn't he come to me? <laughs> you know, like what the hell? You know, but it's only because you're 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 so bogged down with this heavy blanket of grief. Yeah, and that's all it is. So that's really cool that you were still giving your sister those messages. Yeah, yeah well, cool. it, was, it was crucial. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I felt I had to. Uh, it's yeah. Thank you for answering all that. I, I think it's a fascinating discussion, and I just I feel like so many people are are going through this experiencing uh losses and i think this information can help people definitely yeah i know it can i know it can uh because we're not we're never taught about anything like this so it's up to us to figure it out so it yeah and it was so taboo for so long to connect to this other other realm you know the spirit side of things it was taboo so and you know it's like quackery or something you know people are like that can't be real or you know you're being taken advantage of but i have to tell you there is nothing more powerful in these sessions i when i than when i witness somebody who connects to a lot a lost one, a loved one 
there's nothing more powerful. That's from day one to year five of doing this for a living. There is nothing more powerful than when someone gets that sense of relief. They get a message from their loved one who has passed that just changes everything for them. You know, like a dad telling his kid, I'm so proud of you. I'm watching you all the time. And the, and the, the, you know, every time the client's just like, you know, just weeping, just absolutely weeping because it's so powerful. And I'm like barely holding back tears. I'm like, <laughs> you know, cause it's like so meaningful and it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Cause just to let people know that they're okay propels people on, you know? And so when you look at like Every single person on this planet has uh, access to a broad range of psychic gifts, right? Every single person. There, certain ones are going to be dormant in each person, and certain ones will be heightened in each person. And certain ones of those psychic gifts come over as curses before we know how to use them. We kind of get scared or worried or we get used by them. Mediumship the ability to receive and speak to communicate with the other side, especially spirits who have passed generally comes over as a curse. It's scary AF, you know, it just is super scary for most people unless they, they have a parent who already has that ability and they're trained, they're trained in that, but it's super scary to see these, these beings who have passed or get messages from them. And so they many times those kids or those young people will shut it off. They'll just shut it off. And, um, but every single psychic gift that we have available to us at its core, at its highest potential is meant to be used to help others. That's what they're meant to be used for. Every single one of them is meant to be used to help others. And I have to say from having these sessions, mediumship is one of the most powerful psychic gifts that can be used to help others to raise their vibration. But people have to switch it from a curse over to a gift. You know, they absolutely have to. I have people in my family who, you know, are in their almost 50s now, and they've never switched it over to a gift. They've always considered it a curse. Don't want it. Don't want to use it. Don't want to touch it. But it's still, anytime they do, they're used by it because they don't know how to put in their business hours and don't know how to like hold their vibration high. So only the good ones come in, all of the stuff. And it's like, this stuff is so powerful. You know, we're all meant to help each other on this planet. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen to that. Amen yes. to that. Uh, so before we wrap this up, I, I have to say something. I, I had no idea that uh, you were an artist. And I found you on Instagram and I saw your art and I was, it's really good. I could not, I could not stop staring at it. There is, it is literally the definition of activating. Whatever yeah. is going on, I don't know, but there's messages encoded in that artwork. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I just had to tell you that. And everybody's listening. Go to her Instagram, look at her artwork because it could unlock something. Yeah, who knows? It's, it's Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I so so what those truly are, and thank you for your for your kind words. I I I'm not even paying attention to what I'm drawing. I'll do these sessions, right? And I'm talking to the clients. My my hands will become wicked if I don't use them. I know that. I know that and so I'm like I better do something with my hands you know while I'm doing these sessions so I just draw it I'll take a cup and like trace the cup and then I'll make another shape and I'll do this and do it then I'll fill it all in and then I'll walk away from the session in fact run because I have to go pick up my kid 
So I'm like running out the door as soon as the session ends because she's getting out of school. It's an ungodly hour. And so, so then when I come back into my house after picking her up, I'll be like, huh, that's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> and then maybe the, if it's not done or if I don't feel it's done, I'll just pick it up where I left off in the next session. I'll be like, tuck, 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 as I'm talking to clients, run out the door, come back and be like, oh. And so that, that's how they, that's how they happen. And, uh, I have no idea, you know, I haven't had a session where I'm the client and I asked about them yet. So ultimately I have no clue what they are or what they're meant to do. But I do know this from everybody's sessions. Um, when you, certain ones of us are meant to pull in energies and we're supposed to create and when others even if we don't think we're creating anything. And when others are exposed to those energies through our creations, it, it brings them up. It activates them. That is the only reason why I have that Instagram is because, is because I know so much from these sessions. I'm like, Oh God damn it. I better, <laughs> better put it out there. Cause I don't want to be a, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, this is coming through all these sessions. I might as well do it. Cause these are, these are flowing through. And so, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just like a witness to him too. I'm like, eh, well, we'll see what comes next, you know? Well, it's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Uh, yes. We love you. you lo I love your sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> it's not too strong for you guys. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, no. it's refreshing. It's good because, you know, it's, it's, it keeps things at a level where it's, it's, uh, it's comfortable to listen to. So. Uh, Thank and, you. Uh, this was a, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I can't say enough about it. I can't wait to go back and listen to it because I learned a lot, even just every time. Yes. Yeah. Well, anytime you guys want to yap, I'm always down, man. I have way too much information than than can be shared with any other human being. I feel like so. <laughs> so I need multiple of them. I need two human beings to share with. <laughs> Here, here's more, here's more, take it so I can get more. So thank you. And thank you guys for what you're doing. You know, yeah. we need more people like you out there and, and keep raising your vibration up and doing everything you can do. We all benefit up from it. And thanks for having me on your show and being willing to talk about anything and everything. And yeah, it was fun. You know, if you want me back on, come up with a list of other crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff you wish to delve into, man. Because there's some bananas. Oh stuff. yeah, totally. Well, we have we have every intention to keep going with this podcast. So hopefully one day we definitely will be reaching out again. So good, good. If you don't have to, you know, edit out too many cuss words, then please. Oh uh, no, <laughs> we're gonna bleep you on all of that. <laughs> bleep yeah. it, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, all right man thanks for listening everybody oh by the way we we have t-shirts finally so uh teespring.com head we over there shirts. use promo code truth before the end of the month and you get 10 percent off aaron came up with these designs by the I way designed it. Uh, and uh they're awesome i love it uh so hopefully you guys enjoy and get yourself a t-shirt if you want thanks for listening and it's not about us but get yourself a t-shirt yeah exactly <laughs> if you want yeah <laughs> and uh go subscribe to allison's channel what is the, what is the name of your youtube channel just so my youtube channel is just allison co and then my instagram is hypno co um, I, like I used that. to have an old one from years ago and that's still allison co don't go on there that uh <laughs> that bitch is dead no <laughs> 
that bitch is oh bad. man what a way to end it <laughs> go on to the, go on to hypno code because that is open it's free you don't have to you don't have to have me approve you to be on there or anything it's just you know open for the art stuff if you want to watch it awesome awesome and and All thank right. you thank you for doing what you're doing correct so much oh, because man. it's that is so important as well and it's it's obviously affected so many people in an amazing way. So thank you, thank yeah. you so much for doing it. I'm lucky. That. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, you know. Dolores Cannon. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So it feels good. Feels good. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. Right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>